Hello, I'm Anna. And I'm Bethany, and we're trying to review every Jane Austen adaptation ever. Welcome to Austen Translation, the only Jane Austen podcast that covers the character's star signs that we know of. We're two best friends who've known each other since school. I've persuaded Anna to join me on this Jane Austen journey. I'm less of an Austen expert, but I'm no less ready to share my hot takes on these adaptations. That was a very like quiet. Usually, when they people say "let's get ready to rumble," it's like "let's get ready to rumble," and you were just like, "let's get ready to rumble." <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's get these wheels turning. <laughs> Are you ready, motherfuckers? <laughs> so this is the second part of the Lost in Austin episode. So if you're starting here, make sure you go back and listen to the first episode because this will not make any sense. Turn back. <laughs> so we ended. How did we end? I can't remember how we ended. So we ended like after she rants at Darcy and he's like, You repel me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. So Jane has married Mr. Collins. Yeah. Charlotte's gone to be a missionary in Africa. Yep. Lizzie's still a wall somewhere. Yep. And think, and obviously, like, she's had a ruckus with Darcy, but. Yep. And Bingley's heartbreak. Bingley's Bingley's sad. So uh, it opens on like Jane looking out the window and looking like depressed because she's married Mm -hmm. to Mr. Collins, obviously. And then he comes up behind her and he's like, my dear, I know you'll be wondering why I didn't come to you in the night to consummate our marriage. It's because I'm engaging in a period of abstinence for purification purposes, but... Once that's over, be able to fulfil all of your needs. Generally, skin crawling stuff. <laughs> he's a good Mr. Collins. But yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, that's the point of Mr. Collins, isn't it? Yeah, he's slightly more pervy in this one. I don't know. I feel like he is. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's true. I mean, we don't see much of that because Charlotte is the one on the receiving end of that. Yeah, I suppose. So he actually gets a much bigger role, almost. Yeah, you get to see the behind the scenes with Mr. Collins. Yeah. And between the sheets with Mr. Collins. Oh my God, wouldn't that be like a great spin-off, almost podcast? Definitely going to be a meme. Definitely. Where you, where Mr. Collins just talks about his day in this like weird meta, like you know that. That you- would be a very, that would be a very uh, interesting one man play. You know they're doing one on Wickham. Yes. Oh my it god. Would just be Collins, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I'm, I'm engaging in a period of abstinence for purification purposes. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Oh, yeah, the other thing that happened is that Mrs. Bennet has told her to leave Longbourn. Oh, okay. Amanda. I thought this started at the beginning of this episode. No, she's she told her at the end of last episode because Jane's now got married. She's just like, have you've done enough. Go away now. To be fair to the Bennets, and Mrs. Bennet in particular, the way it comes across is like every time one of her daughters almost gets married... Amanda just sticks her oar in. Yeah, she's like, like she was about to get engaged to him, and then Amanda was like, no, I'll get engaged to him. And then she gets chucked. Yeah, and it's all kind of like created this unnecessary drama. And also, like in the original bit where like 
Bingley's supposed to like Jane. She messes that up. Yeah. All of this nonsense. She Yeah, she tells her to leave. Then she has a go at Darcy, doesn't she? And then she tries to leave. And she just takes an axe to the door. <laughs> yeah, she's Mr. Bennett comes and like sees her doing it and he's like, Well, I've always wanted to do that or something. He just is very like Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's an axe there. I don't know why it's just been left there and you've just been able to access it, but here we are. And Mr. Bennett is just like, lol. <laughs> yeah, uh, he takes a pickaxe away and then she's like, Right, well I'll be gone. He leaves her some money. Yeah, you know that bit of paper on the floor? She's like, that's not mine. He's like, yes, it is. And that's like the two pound or whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. Helps her when Wickham offers to help her. Well, she goes to see Wickham and she's still like really rude to him. She's like, I don't want you to help. Like, I don't want to be going to you for help, but this is what I've got to do. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you need to get back into society. We're going to give you a makeover. Because she doesn't, I think she's been wearing Lizzie's dresses and she's been told to give those back. He's like, right, how much have you got? She doesn't have two pounds, I think. She's got one pound. Because he's like, how much money do you have? And she's like, a pound. And he's like, well, I've got two pounds and I'll give you one of my pounds. If a man has two pounds and the other man has no pounds, you give him one of your pounds to buy a fancy dress. Anna used to use this quote on me a lot. (laughs) In secondary school, the biblical quote that I'm referring to is when a man has two shirts and, or like, no, when you have two shirts and another man has no shirt, that you give him one of your shirts. And Anna just used to use it to guilt me into giving her one of my club bars or something. (laughs) (laughs) It worked though. You'd be like, but you've got two and I've got none. <laughs> if, yeah, but do, what would Jesus do, Buffy? I don't know, but they're my club bar. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just another like weird thing, uh, like weird evidence of the fact that I was raised by a vicar. I just, <laughs> we also went to a, a Church of England school, which mm-hmm. did not help matters. No. <laughs> Sorry. So, yes. So, he kind of is almost like a makeover montage. Not quite. Yeah, but... he's like, we're going to make you into a lady. And um, mm-hmm. so they buy her a dress. And then he teaches her how to use a fan. Just everything yeah. is about the fa- like. Every time she does something, he's like, "Now use the fan." Yeah, I'm literally about to Google whether Princess Diaries came out first or second because is this not? I think Princess Diaries was probably before this, but yes, it was. They stole this from Princess Diaries. <laughs> no, theft. They- theft. Uh, um, what's the word? Creative. I can't remember. Anyway, so yeah, he kind of teaches her how to use a fan and gets her like a dress. Oh, and he's like, right, we're gonna uh, get you back into society. We need to give you some connections. So I've made up some people that you mm-hmm. know. Princess so and so of so and so where in Paris, um, and you're gonna yeah, just start attending also, stuff. Also, they made this really interesting comment because Amanda then goes, aren't we at war with France? Because they would have been at this point. And then Wickham's like, yes, but we're never at war with Paris. Yeah, we love Paris. Oh, it's Princess de Cerisay. So she goes to meet Jane. She goes to say sorry to Jane about the whole Collins fiasco. And she goes and visits her. And she's just like, I'm really sorry. You know, if you ever need any help, I'll be there. And then Jane hugs her. And then Jane's like, oh, we've got to go to dinner at Rosings now I forgot about that and 
Oh, well, Mr. Collins has turned up and said they've got to go to dinner. And he's literally like the distaste he has for Amanda. Yeah, he's just like, oh, it's the fish girl. Yeah, it's the fish girl. And then he's just like, all right, fishy. You're not allowed to come. You can't come. Initially, she's like, well, I don't want to come. And then Jane's like, don't leave me on my own. And she's like, um, well, actually, I've got to pass on this message from a, a Parisian noble. Princess de Cerise. Princess de Cerise. That's what it says here. Parisian princess. And then Mr. Collins, like, obviously, he respects the need to deliver a message from someone of rank. Because yeah. that's his whole that's his whole vibe so he's just like well you've been given this very important job to do and you must do it yourself so we should also mention that one of the reasons that Wickham helps Amanda is his game plan is almost to get Amanda married to Darcy and then he can marry Caroline Bingley because she calls Caroline Bingley frosty knickers (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know how that works like I don't see why just because Darcy got married to Elizabeth that Caroline would then obviously get married to Wickham like you just Caroline plans on getting married to Darcy if Darcy's out of the picture yeah but like she could just find someone else she could but I mean if Jane Austen has taught us anyone, they, they go for the people in their immediate circle. Yeah, but why would she go for... Like, Caroline Bingley, what we know of her personality, right, is she's a snob. And also, she knows... I think she knows about Wickham. Because she, she in the book, she warns Lizzie about him, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So I she mean, knows about him. She's not going to... is not this adaptation strong. I'm just saying that Wickham, for someone that's very supposed to be very crafty and intelligent, she's not a very good plan. We never find out what happens to Caroline Bingley in the book, do we? Uh, no. But anyway, so they go to Rosings. Yeah, she passed on her message. Yeah, well, when they turn up, Darcy, Bingley and Caroline are all there. Yeah. And like, Amanda's like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) She passes on this fake message and because Lady Catherine doesn't want to appear to not know Parisian noble princesses. She just plays along. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh yes, yeah. And then I've just got here. I th- like, I guess she goes, and then she gets away with it all. And then it, it cuts to Mister Bennett sleeping on the sofa because he's mad about Jane's marriage. Yeah. So that's like, meanwhile, Mister and Mrs. Bennett. Meanwhile, back like, at the ranch. <laughs> back at the um, Longbourn. Um. They're having a little... Mr. Bennett is super angry about Mrs. Bennett pressuring Jane to marry Mr. Colin. And she's just... He's just like, you have, like, ruined her life. And then Mrs. Bennett is like, oh, I'm going to take Lydia to go visit them so she can see what a happy marriage is like. And he's like, if that's a happy marriage, I will walk through Rosen's drawing room naked or <laughs> And um, he's just, and then Mrs. Bennett's like, oh, because like I think she's kind of sticking to her guns, but she's like, what? I think she's doubting. Yeah, she's she's having her doubt. But Mr. Bennett is like super super angry, and I'm a bit like, why didn't he make this much of a fuss before? Yeah, he could have done something about it. Yeah, if he just said no, then it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And clearly, like, I mean, clearly Jane didn't want to marry him, so, like, he could have talked to Jane. I mean, there's just a lot of things that he could have done that he didn't yeah. do. There's a lot of, actually, in this, of just men being angry about stuff that they didn't make any objection to at the time. Cough, yeah, cough, Bingley, like, cough, cough. Yeah, Bingley. Yeah, literally. So then we're back at Rosen's. Mr. Collins is playing piano on Jane's neck while Caroline Bingley plays the piano. Oh. 
Also, Amanda is being like very pleasant to Darcy and just basically not biting to yeah. any like criticisms. And he's just a bit like she's being a lady. Yeah, he's like he's like what's what's happened? Like what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, he's like you sh- you're not allowed to be here. And she's like, well, Jane wanted me to be here, and I had to d- deliver my message to the princess. <laughs> so after dinner, they're all Amanda teaches them a game. I can't remember what the the game's called, but she's kind of taught them this new modern game. And oh yeah, oh you know what? It's called bum face because she's she Caroline's being a dick and she just goes bum face and then everyone looks at her. <laughs> it's one of those moments where she's ranched inside her head and then the last word comes out of her mouth. And then everyone's like, what's that? And she was like, it's a card game and then they all end up playing this card game that she's made up completely. Because then obviously Bingley's a drunken sad mess. He's gam- like they're kind of gambling with like small money like you do when you're with friends where you just kind of make it fun. Yeah. And then he puts his father's gold watch in and it's his inheritance and Caroline's like that's our inheritance. And he's like my inheritance. I could do what I like because he's obviously really upset that Caroline and Darcy convinced him to not marry Jane although again his own fault but whatever yeah it turns out that Amanda could take the gold watch off him she's got like the winning card but she refuses to do it and she says it's a practice game basically and um you kind of see Darcy soften to her yeah and also Lady Catherine is super angry about it because she Amanda was initially going to say that she didn't have the right card and then Lady Catherine exposed that she did and she's just a bit like oh so at the end of the evening she's gone back to the parsonage Darcy's kind of a bit like now he he like fancies Amanda and he doesn't really know what to do about it so after the dinner when they've all returned to the parsonage he just kind of turns up and that and he yeah this he's like Mr. he's like Colin's leave and he's like this is my house and he's like I don't it's my aunt's house get out <laughs> and he's just like okay okay and then he's like, why do I keep bumping into you? And she's like, I'm not the one. I'm not, like, ending up in situations with you on purpose. It's you. You're the one that keeps ending up. Like, why are you here? And then uh, he's like, I don't know. Explain. Explain to me why this is happening. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I don't know. And then he nearly kisses her. Yeah, he sweeps her up into his arms. It's like a very Darcy move and she's like what what like do you know what you're doing and then he just drops her and leaves (laughs) and Jane is like (laughs) (laughs) Mrs Bennet and Lydia arrive at Rosing well not at Rosings at the parsonage yeah and then Darcy's like thanks for looking out for Bingley there when he bet his entire inheritance away. Come to Pemberley. Oh, yeah. And then Mrs. Bennet is behind Amanda. And she's just... She just assumes that Darcy has invited them all to go to Pemberley. Yeah, Mrs. Bennet is lying down on a sofa behind Amanda. Like, not in any way that Darcy could even see her. And she's like, you're inviting me to Pemberley? Also, the words he uses doesn't imply he's basically talking to a man of it's like you should come not you should all come there's yeah. no way that that could be confused there's, i mean there's two people i mean there's 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 two different people in the room that darcy could be talking to there's one that's facing him and not behind a sofa and then there's you and you, for some <laughs> reason you're like 
this is definitely to me. Yeah, and um, because Darcy feels uncomfortable, he then just invites Mrs. Bennet, Lydia, and Jane as well. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you should. And all it's for come. a few days. It's not even for a day trip. He's, yeah, he's inviting them for a few days, and obviously Mr. Collins would come. Yeah, and then like it cuts to them arriving at Pemberley, and he looks all kind of nervous now, which is quite cute. Yeah, because he kind of wants to impress. Yeah, but also he's looking a little bit twitchy and she's like, what's going on with you? Oh, you see Georgiana. Yeah, they see him talking to Georgiana, actually, Mm. like first. She's like organising some beads and he's like, oh yes, you've organised your beads from size, smallest to largest. And then he's just like leaning over her shoulder and helping her organise the beads. And he's like, yeah, it's all very odd because, like, I understand Georgiana is supposed to be young, but she is only supposed to be like fifteen. Yeah, like it's just a weird pastime for her to be organising some beads, but whatever floats your boat. And then she's like, "This woman who's coming to visit, do you like her?" And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, "I w- would not answer that question. I should get angry at you for asking that question." She's like, "Yeah, but you won't, will you?" He's like, "No." And then he meets them and he's kind of nervous and also twitchy and and Amanda's like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, because he tells Georgiana to stay in the room. He's like, just stay here for now, they're arriving. And he says to Amanda, oh, Wickham's here. Yeah, because Wickham just somehow invited himself. Well, he's no, he's come to deliver Bingley because Bingley went on a a night on the lash. Yeah, he went out to get drunk after the poker game. when When he tells Darcy... He, to damn himself or whatever um he he's like Darcy's like where are you going and he's like I'm going to hang out with Wickham and Darcy's like oh, no to drink gin into the night so yeah. yeah Wickham's kind of delivered Bingley back to Darcy and he's kind of inserting himself into the bromance <laughs> Bingley is trying to kind of make Darcy jealous by like they go shooting and I think Bingley's like next to to Wickham being like yeah we're yeah. best friends now <laughs> it's that kind of thing where Bingley's so mad at Darcy he's like I've got a new best friend now yeah my my friendship is over with Darcy Wickham is my new best friend so they're all on the shooting party and um Mr Bingley is still drinking yeah Jane kind of goes over to him and is like tearfully begging him to to move on with his life yeah, she's like, you know, you've you've still got I'm married to Mr. Collins, but like you still have the opportunity to like live your life. So just like move on, marry someone else nice and just live your life. Yeah, and he's kind of not really taking it in. But also Mrs. Bennett sees this and she's just like, ah. And then she goes over to oh no, he goes over to sit with Lydia. He offers her his hip flask. And, and for a terrible moment, you're like, oh, God. Well, actually, no, that is foreshadowing for later on. Yeah. Because he yeah. goes to give it to her, and then she goes to take it from him, and then uh, they get interrupted, I think. Yeah, yeah, someone kind of comes across. So, yeah, Mrs. Bennett kind of walks up, she's kind of sad. And then what happens next? Because what I've got written down is Amanda admits to herself that she loves Darcy, but I feel like... Yeah, well, I've just got here, Darcy confesses his love. So, like, they're walking in, in the grounds of Pemberley, and he's like, I like you. I can't remember what how he actually says it, but anyway, he's yeah, like... Yeah, it's like a very 
Austin proposal. Yeah, he, he, he does the whole confessing his love thing. And he's like, I don't know why you're so compelling to me, but you are, even though you're, I don't know if he's like, uh, also you have inferior connections, but it's, it's a similar vibe. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, it's happening. Oh my God. And then she's like, wait a minute. I need you to do something for me. <laughs> and then it just cuts to Mr. Darcy in the lake. Like, yeah, doing the Colin Firth scene. And then she's like, no, you have to stay there. Don't get out of the lake because I'm going to tell you something. And if you touch me again, I'll never say it. And I'm like, Jesus, what are you going to do? Jump him. Gardens of Pemberley. Yeah. Like Bridgerton style. <laughs> Pemberley, he loves you so tenderly. Oh, yes. So she's like, but okay, but which one of me do you like? Did you like the old me where I just was saying all this ridiculous shit or did you like the new me that flaps my fan in my face all the time (laughs) i did not know where you were going with that (laughs) i got really scared of flaps my fan oh good lord Bethany, get your mind out of the gutter. i think it's a testament to who you are that i got nervous (laughs) really really you're gonna put this on me now I'm going to turn it around. Yeah, sorry. So she's like, which one did you like? The old her or the new her? And and he's like, both of them are equally as annoying to me, but I, unfortunately, I still love you. <laughs> Classic. Of course. And then Bingley, I think Darcy goes over and he's like, right, I've got something to say. Because I think he is basically like proposes to her, to Amanda. And, and then he goes, Darcy goes to Bingley. And Darcy's like, I've got something to tell you. And Bingley can tell that it's about Amanda because he's seen Amanda and Darcy together. And he just punches Darcy in the face. Yeah, which Darcy really deserves. He did. You can't marry Jane, but now I'm going to marry Amanda. Yeah, (laughs) either Amanda's arguably worse than Jane. Yeah, and and Bingley's literally... Like, poor Bing is, though. His life is just in ruins. The woman he loves is literally married to someone else and he can't come to terms with it. So. Yeah, honestly, I really felt for Bingley in this adaptation. Like, beforehand, I don't know if maybe it's just because this Bingley is, like, more public with his grief about it. I really liked him as a character. I was really rooting for him. Yeah. And he just felt so trapped because he just didn't know what to do. Yeah, and it was almost like it's not his fault that he has two very overpowering personalities next to him. Yeah. Caroline and Darcy are like have strong opinions and are quite powerful personalities. And he's obviously a bit of a softer one because he's like Jane. Yeah. And it's and he's just so like I do kind of understand. And that's why I enjoy him punching Darcy in the face and telling him to damn himself. He doesn't say that, he's like, damn you. Because he kind of he he ends up standing up to Darcy and he's like, You're a hypocrite. You know, I can't believe you've done this. You've ruined my life. Like, he actually said, like, whereas I don't think Bingley really says that in the book because Darcy kind of goes and fixes it before he... Yeah. I mean, you don't hear him saying it. Maybe he does. In the book, Bingley's kind of like this hapless person who gets, like, a bit sad about ruining the relationship with Jane. But then it's kind of fixed by Darcy 
before he has time to be properly sad about it. Yeah, but you don't really see their kind of friendship behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then Caroline says to Mr. Darcy, I would find out a bit more about Amanda before you decide whether you're going to marry her. Yeah, which I mean is fair advice. Amanda finds Mrs. Bennett. So she kind of is like talking to herself walking through the grounds and she's decided that she's an understudy for Elizabeth. Yeah. And so to kind of make it okay that she accepts this proposal, I think. Yeah. Because she's like, what, like, this doesn't work. This is not how the story goes. But, like, I'm not going to not accept it. And then she goes to see Georgiana. I don't know how she just walked in. No, she sees Mrs. Bennet first. Mrs. Bennet is crying, isn't she, in the garden? She's just like, what have I done to my my poor Jane? And Amanda's like, it's going to be grand. I'm going to marry Darcy. I'll buy Longbourn for you. And then you'll kind of, I suppose you could get Jane, I think... It's implied that that way Jane wouldn't have to be with Mr. Collins, but I don't really see how, except maybe... Murder him. Yeah, like, I mean, I was going to say divorce, but can you even get divorced in those times? I mean, I'm not sure. Murder him. But murder. (laughs) We know Mrs. Bennet is capable of it. She's ready. So then she goes to see Georgiana. Uh, she just walks in and and finds her in the house and she mentions Wickham or something and Georgiana's like, oh, Wickham. And I think, oh no, she's like, why aren't I allowed to leave this room? And she's like, oh, well, Wickham's here. And Georgiana's like, oh, say hi for me or something. <laughs> and she's like, I would have thought you wouldn't want anything to do with Wickham considering what he did to you. And Georgiana's just like, oh no, it's not what you think it was. <laughs> so casually as if like this is not a massive I know like and this is the thing that really blows my mind because it's like this random woman that you've never met before and that you know is a friend of your brother's and the the whole reason that you've not revealed this secret is for the sake of your brother not knowing is that you so she's like oh my nurse fancied Wickham and we organized a thing and I was kind of like the excuse that they had so that they could meet up yeah and fuck but then Georgiana fell in love with Wickham and like offered herself to him and he was like you're a a literal child (laughs) so no it's not funny sorry it's not funny but he's literally like that's what Georgiana says she's literally I think he's just like he called me his sweet child or something like or like you know but he was basically just being like you're lovely but you're also a kid yeah he's so angry about this rejection that she comes back to Darcy and makes up, which means that she's like, I made up a story about Wickham ravishing me. Yeah, ravishing her. And then she's like, don't tell Darcy. And I'm like, literally, why have you just told the first woman that comes in this thing that you've been keeping a secret for years? Yeah, because also what Georgiana's like, if he knew the truth, he would chop me out. And um, I'm just like, you're just putting your whole life, essentially, on the line. Just for just to tell this random woman who's come in but yeah so Amanda's like oh Wickham's alright also I just love I mean obviously this this whole little side bit is slightly problematic in itself but I just love the idea that say if this was like a story that Jane had written about people she knew (laughs) she just did not know this thing about Wickham (laughs) and it was just like what the fuck (laughs) 
just she just did not know this bit and poor Wickham damned to be the baddie for eternity. But this is kind of Wickham's storyline in this. He's not so bad. And I'm like, this is mm, unrealistic. Feels unrealistic to me. Men are trash. Yeah, because also, Wickham is like totally fine with this. He's just like doing his thing. He's just like, just let's have some fun. It's always more fun if you are the bad guy. Like, I'm just living my life and then goes to see Amanda goes to see Darcy and she's like I love you I've always loved you even when I was living with Michael who was her boyfriend <laughs> it was it was always you I think she says something like you and Elizabeth have been carved onto my heart since I was 10 years old and I was like this is fucking weird imagine yeah. that because also she says something like there's been boyfriends sure I mean I lived with Michael for many years and obviously Darcy's like what yeah and like but she, it's just the whole thing about like every romantic relationship that sh- she's had has been like compared is not it's not come up to the standards of Darcy and Elizabeth and like it's not just Darcy but she's like it's you and Elizabeth like your your romance yeah and I'm like this is a very weird like are people are there people like this I think so oh if you're mm-hmm. one of those people sorry but you're weird <laughs> No, like, I think, I mean, I don't know, like, obviously this woman is, like, an extremely intense, exaggerated version of probably a super fan. Yeah, I just, well, mate, I don't want to say you're weird, I just think you need some therapy. Yeah, I think it's that thing of, like, I mean, you can totally see people being like that over things like Harry Potter or Star Wars. I know, well, and and I understand where it comes from. I mean, this is a podcast. I'm not a counsellor here or anywhere, but I don't have to extend unconditional positive regard to you. But I can understand where it comes from because it's like, it means that you can't get hurt if you're in a fictional, like if everything just relates to a fictional story, then it's like you never have to actually have realistic expectations and therefore have those disappointed. But like... (sighs) It's a bit weird. She's a fully grown woman, like, come on. So because obviously Darcy basically finds out she's he he says she's not a maid, which I think is she's not a virgin. Yeah, you fucked before and I can't be with you now. Yeah, so he's just like irredapt he's like, I live he's basically like I live a very public life and I can't be associated with um a soiled woman. Well, no, I think uh, the reason was because Caroline had intimated that yeah. there was something more to Amanda, and he's like sitting pensively, like just looking pensive. Anyway, and Amanda goes over and he's like, I've got a very public life. Like anything that you wanted to find out about me, you could probably find out by asking one of my servants, but like I don't know you. And Amanda's like, I'm going to be really honest right here. And then she like says the whole thing about her boyfriends. And then he's like, yeah, I can't be with you. You're not a maid. I could never be with a woman like you, is what he says. I'm like, oh. She cries and she's like, I've fucked this up. I've completely fucked it up. And he's like, no, you're honest with me. And I will always care about you or something. He's like, I will always be grateful to you for that, but I can't marry you. Yeah, but she's kind of like, my honesty has cost me my heart. And then he's like, it's cost you both of our hearts. And I'm like, what did you want, Dars? No, I think he was saying it's cost both of us everything. Because she's like, it's cost me everything. And he's oh, like, it's yeah. cost both of us everything. Not like just just rubbing salt in the wound that he doesn't love her anymore. I don't think that's what. No, no, no. I, I I knew it didn't mean he didn't mean it like that. I think he's just more like, oh, your truth also broke my heart. And I'm like, well, you broke your own heart because you're the one saying no still. Yeah, 
But yeah, anyway, she kind of lays into him a little bit here, I think. Oh, no, wait, no, does she, she walk off? She walks and she off and she's crying. The bedroom that she's staying in and she rips up the Pride and Prejudice book. Oh, yeah, she scatters the pages all into the pond. Which is honestly, like, when she was doing this, I was like, this book that details all of these people's lives. You're just going to scatter it all over the grounds of family, are you? The bold move. That round with you, you would keep that under a floorboard. No one can ever find that. But she is like the person who gives the common cold to the tribe of people. She doesn't give a shit. She's sneezing all over the place. Yeah, she lets. So she ch- she's ripping the book up and chucking it out the window. And then um, Caroline enters her room. She's in a room crying, being sad. <laughs> and Caroline's like, hey girl, hey. And my all my notes here, so... <laughs> Caroline's like, so I heard about Sitch with Darcy and Bingley also told me your secret and that's also my secret and in my notes it's just got, is this gonna be gay? Gonna be gay, all caps. It's gay, all caps. Oh my god, Caroline is gay. They made it gay. They made it gay. But actually thinking about it didn't really like it because well like basically the whole point like so caroline comes in and she's like hey so i'm also gay and 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 amanda's like but you're gonna marry darcy and she's like yeah i will marry him but obviously i'm gonna like have you know we can we can have a little thing going on on the side i've never been with a woman before so you know if you want to before you go back to wherever you came from if you want to get it out and Amanda's like fuck off but it's literally like the thing that I didn't like about it is the being gay thing is purely for like a like Amanda's like I'm gay as an excuse to not get with Bingley and that's kind of a joke where it's like yeah it's kind of used like a punchline and then it's like Caroline is takes on this like stereotype of the like kind of predatory lesbian who's like oh you're gay like and I'm gay so obviously we need to have sex together (laughs) yeah like and it's just this thing where like she's kind of like repulsed by the idea yeah no I totally see that she is she's just kind of like oh yeah it's just like it's just it's a really they just did it for the gag really I think it just yeah, didn't feel yeah, very they used it as a as a punchline so she kind of kind of walks out and is like oh and then she finds Darcy in the garden by the fountain I think where they where she's dropped the novel yeah away. reading the pages from the book although it looked like a very full book considering she's just scattered all the pages around I like... did see when she scattered it out she only scattered about half the pages and the rest were left in right I did see, because, like, I was literally, like, she did a... Like, if she'd scattered most of the pages, she might have got away with it. Yeah. But she kept a large chunk of the book within the covers. Yeah. And that's what he's reading. And I was literally, like, oh, my God. This is, like, time travel 101. Yeah. So, and then he's, like, how impudent are you to write a book about the gentry while you're in my house? Just And I'm, like, do you really think that she wrote this book while she was staying at Pemberley, managed to get a printing press, and then scattered the pages everywhere. Yeah, it's, like, got a cover on it. (laughs) And it says Jane Austen. Oh, no, and then he's like, who are you, even? Are you Amanda or are you Jane? (laughs) She kind of doesn't really... Because he's also mad that he has. she hasn't even changed the names or whatever. And she kind of doesn't really say... No, she's just like, you know what? You are so dumb. And you fucked up. You've misjudged everyone and everything in this whole thing. You're not going to listen to me about this. 
and like yeah you've you've just ruined everything she basically is just like fuck you Darcy yeah that's the thing she's in like she doesn't try to explain the book away she's just like do you know what fuck this fuck this fuck you I'm out I'm going out (laughs) but no also before that actually in my notes it says she goes to Wickham and he comforts her Maybe he's in the stables. I think he's in the stables. Yeah, yeah, vaguely. Like she's she's crying. Wickham just becomes the MVP of this story. He's yeah, really she kind of addresses that to Wickham about the Georgiana story, and he's like, "You can't tell Darcy." And yeah. she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because it will ruin Georgiana's life." And he's basically like, "And I don't care what people think." Yeah. So, like, just let it go. But that's the end of episode three. Final episode. As you can see, at the beginning of episode four, there is a lot to tie up. Episode four is like they unraveled all of these threads in a tapestry, right? And they're like, we're going to just, we're going to like fuck around with this tapestry a bit. Like, imagine, imagine that Pride and Prejudice is a tapestry. And they've unwoven bits of it. And they're like, right, we're going to reweave it in this certain way. And then right at the end, they're like, oh, we're running out of time and also thread. And so we're just going to literally bunch these threads together into a tangle and be like, yeah, we made a tapestry. Look at it. Yeah. That's that's episode four. What happens. Because it literally starts at the beginning. So all of these events have just happened. And then while they're still at the house, I imagine probably same day, Darcy announces his engagement to Caroline Bingley yeah and obviously Amanda's just stood there and I'm like Jesus Christ he didn't waste any time yeah he just immediately was like right okay well I'm over that now yeah engaged to Caroline even though he could have he has he's had plenty of time pre this story to get engaged to Caroline so I I kind of never got the impression in the original story that Darcy ever wanted to get married to Caroline he didn't but I guess he's now like well I'm I'm never gonna find anyone that I love as much as Amanda so I may as well just settle for Caroline while he's making this announcement someone delivers a letter to Mrs Bennett she passes it along to Jane she's hysterical and it basically turns out that Lydia's ran off with Bingley Bingley she's so out of character for Bingley but Bingley is absolutely he's a drunken mess yeah he's a drunken mess he doesn't know what he's doing he's like truly a man on the edge also, what all kind of led to this is Amanda is like, life is going to be good for you, Lydia. Like, ah, just stay away from Wickham. Because obviously this is before she knew about Wickham. And she's just like, just stay away from Wickham, but grab a venture where you can. So then Bingley's like, shall we get out of Don't here? tell Lydia to grab a venture where she can. That's such a bad advice. Yeah, you know who Lydia is. She's the silliest girl in England, as Mr. <sighs> Bingley says. You know who Lydia is. Obviously, she's the silliest girl in England. Okay, and then Mrs. Bennet finds out and she's like, oh, God. And then Jane's like, no, but Mr. Bingley's a gentleman. Like, he wouldn't run off with Lydia without intending to marry her. Crushing for Jane. Absolutely crushing for Jane. Also, in the letter, Lydia mentions it's because of Amanda's advice. So Mrs. Bennet is like... Mrs. Bennet is fuming. And then Mrs. Bennet's like... (gasps) an elopement what shoes does she have what shoes like she just goes on about how she doesn't have so she tells Darcy 
that this has happened and that it's all his fault and she basically rips him a new one. She's just like, you fucked up everything. Look what's happened. And now you're getting married to Caroline. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's basically like, you and Caroline deserve each other. Look what you did to Bingley. You fucked him up so much that he's now ran off with the love of his life's little sister. Yeah, and I was like, oops. So then they go back to Longbourn to to tell Mr. Bennett. Previous to this, Lady Catherine has said that she approves of Jane and she wants to set all of the other Bennett girls up with Mr. Collins's brothers. Yes, sorry, we forgot to mention that. She does that at the dinner party. Yeah, and so when they get home, Mrs. Bennett's like, oh, I've got some great news for you. And Mr. Bennett's like, oh, but I've got some even greater news for you. And then they go into the living room and Mr. Collins's brothers, Proberty, Elysian and Symbol are there. And Symbol's nickname is Tinkler. Tinkler. <laughs> and then Mrs. Bennett is like, this is big news. I accept that. But I also <laughs> some big news for you. So she kind of, no, I think actually Amanda is like, less all three of us get out of here and And so they they get in a huddle and Amanda's like I think Mrs Bennett may be mistaken I do not think that Bingley's gonna marry Lydia he then gives the letter over to Mr Bennett and he's just like this I quite enjoy this bit because he's just like oh god look what you've done again almost to Mrs Bennett and um, he's just like, our daughter is ruined. Nobody will take her now, not even Symbol. <laughs> and like, and then Amanda's just like, do something about it then. Like, yeah, like he just goes back to lie on the sofa and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, she's like, you can do something about it. Like, like she's like, I'm not saying duel him, which is your wife's worst nightmare. And then Mrs. Bennett's like, oh. <laughs> she's just like, but you know, stand up for your daughters. Just do something about it instead of lying on the sofa. Well, I think it's because everyone's like, oh, Hammersmith is this really modern, like, metropolitan. Yeah, uh, because Amanda's coming in her otter hunting gear and shit and they're like well she's she's great so um hammersmith must be the place to be and so mr bennett's like right i think we finally need to go we're going to hammersmith and they like get in they're on in the carriage and amanda's like where are we and and he's like hammersmith where you live and they get out and it's just like a field yeah because it's like a village outside of london at this point yeah there's nothing there and wickham like rides up on a horse and is like he again continues to be the mvp because he's like oh hey i just rode ahead to see your parents and unfortunately they've all gone away and the house is totally locked up and there are no servants there because they insist on having servants travel with them when they go it's just (laughs) yeah he just completely makes up this thing as to why they wickham is so good at bullshitting like honestly he is me (laughs) he is me yeah that's true I can come in with the bullshit. I can save the situation if need be. I really am terrible. Like, I can't. So then Mr. Bennett asks Wickham for his advice, weirdly. He's like, hey, man to man, my daughter's gone and got eloped with, well, no, my daughter's run away with Mr. Bingley. I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. And because he says to Wickham, like, I hope that you'll keep this confidential. And Wickham's like, whatever you confide shall die inside me. Because he's the real MVP. Yeah, but it just makes me think of that phrase when someone does a horrible fart and they're like, it's like something's crawled up in your ass and died. Oh, I love that phrase. Yeah, but that's what it made me think about. <laughs> something rotting in, in him. <laughs> this dark secret rotting inside of him. Is that Making him do horrible farts all the time. <laughs> Is that what you think lies are? <laughs> yes, that's what happens when you tell a lie, he gets smelly farts. 
<laughs> Mr. Bennett confides into Mr. Wickham and he's like, there's this inn that we, we go to, so they, they could be at this inn. Let's try there. And um, they go there and obviously they're there. Yeah. <laughs> and they burst in. Bingley's like sitting on the floor with his shirt sort of open and he's making a spear and Lydia's crying. Um, and <laughs> Miss, I can't remember, Mr. Bennett goes over and he's like, why is my child crying? Yeah, because she like, they burst in and Lydia immediately runs into Mrs. Bennett's arm. And is like crying hysterically. And Mrs. Bennett is like, what have you done? Why is she crying? And she's like, I think she's bored. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, sorry, yeah, well, our, our social experiment was a bit too boring for her. And then he explains that they wanted to like live outside of society's expectations or something. But it just means they've been sitting in the room for ages while he makes a spear um (laughs) apparently this is based on because mr bennett at the beginning of the novel i mean the the beginning of the adaptation lends bingley a book which is about like tribes or something it's about like sociology and the way that tribes are formed anyway and so mr bingley's like i'm gonna i'm just gonna live like that i'm gonna make myself a spear so he's done that and then mr bennett's like oh, right well i'm dueling you now so he gets yeah because he's just i think he's just got so much rage in him because like he's just like fed up at this point well because obviously everyone's gonna assume like billy's like i didn't do like i didn't touch her i didn't do anything to her like it's totally it's totally chased we we're just making spears and shit also just before this happens darcy bursts in and tries to pretend <laughs> that he was with them the whole time <sighs> returned from the opera and um Bingley's like this is perfect this is just there's no opera in Hammersmith there's nothing here what are you doing you've clearly just come from somewhere like and Darcy's like just arrived and Darcy's like oh okay (laughs) walking it back and so then Mr Bennett's like right we will duel and so uh Bingley's got a spear yeah Bennett Mr. Bennett's got his sword. While they're dueling, Mr. Bingley knocked Bennett against the fireplace and he bangs his head on, like, the marble or whatever and he start, his head starts bleeding a lot. So Amanda's like, oh, shit, he needs stitches. And they're all stitches. He's not a seamstress. And then Wickham, like, it, I always kind of wondered whether there was going to be a thing where we find out that Wickham is actually, like, also from the future. Yeah, because he seems to be... He's very like, savvy. Yeah, he, knows what's he seems going to on. understand what Amanda's on about a lot of the time. Yeah. But anyway, so he, he is like, oh, I know someone who can do stitches. So he saves Also, this minute says this thing, he's like, how improper to bleed on another man's carpet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still making those little quips, even as he's, like, literally dying. Yeah, so Amanda's literally, like, Mr. Bennett's going to die. She's freaking out. And her and Darcy kind of have another little row, I think. Yeah, I can't really remember. I can't quite remember what they said. I, I think it's because he was like, I'm going to send for my doctor. And she's like, no. Oh, yeah, because she's just like, your fucking doctor's a shit. <laughs> yeah, like she's just, she's just stressed out because Mr. Bennett's dying. And she's like, i got to yeah. go. And then she pops out of this door and she's in modern Hammersmith again. Yeah, she's come out of a portaloo. 
in the middle of I don't know what door she went out was it just out of the inn it was out of the door because she's basically like I need to get Lizzie if her dad's dying Mm. she opens it and she's yeah she's in modern modern day Hammersmith and she's just like what the fuck and then she she goes home and she sees she knocks on the door and and Michael opens it and he's like what the fuck where have you been and she's like, oh, don't even worry about it, mate. Just need to, where's where's Elizabeth? And he's like, Piranha got her a job nannying. And he's like, I need, oh, she, Amanda's like, I need to borrow your bike. And he's like, oh, I sold it to get us a holiday in Barbados. It was yeah, going to be a honeymoon. I'm really sorry for Michael. I really yeah. Do. I know. It's funny. No man can live up to Mr. Darth. Exactly. And you kind of think, I mean, we'll go into this later, but you kind of think that Amanda's going to like finally realise that like a real man is better than a fictional man. But no, it's, that's another way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Turns out fictional men are better. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So he's like, I've sold the bike because I was going to get us a honeymoon, but instead we could maybe go Barbados as a holiday, sack off the whole marriage thing as it seems to freak you out. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, But we need to go and get Elizabeth Bennett. So he's got a little rope head instead. <laughs> yeah, so they go outside and she sees Mr. Darcy just wandering around the street because he's really tall and he's in a top hat. So it's like just obvious and she's like what the fuck he followed me through the door and then he goes and he talks to her and he's like I just need to confess that the reason that I danced with you wasn't to cover for Bingley it was because I wanted to dance with you and I never I couldn't admit that to myself the whole time this is happening I'm literally like Mr Bennett is dying yeah and also Michael (laughs) is just watching Michael's just there and he's like and what I felt for you was love and also, like, Amanda's still dressed in Regency wear. Yeah, they're just having this, like, intimate conversation. And Michael's just like, so, are we going? Um, <laughs> and then they get on the bus. I think they just ditch Michael. Actually. Yeah, she just ditches Michael. She just grabs Mr. Darcy's hand, pulls him through Hammersmith, gets him on a bus, at which point... Mr. Darcy a- calls a black guy a slur. Yeah, it's a word they would have used to describe black people. Yeah, them. it's it's not the N-word, but it's a N-word that w- is just an a- old an old it's term. Like an old offensive term for a black person. And he, she's just like, oh, to Rex. Again, it's a bit more like a punchline. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. I know that they were just trying to establish, th- but they could have done that without... Well, they then do it a lot better. Like, Later on, like they could have just left that one out. Yeah, so she's just like, because obviously the black guy turns around ready to, you know, deck him, understandably. And then she's, yeah, she's just like, oh, Tourette's. So anyway, he's on the bus. I mean, you get two offensive jokes in one there. <laughs> you know, let's make fun of Tourette's people as well. Yeah, indeed. And then so they go they find uh where Lizzie Bennett is being a nanny and outside of the door, like she opens the door and she's got short hair and she's in like a hoodie and stuff. And then Mr. Darcy picks up and he he picks up a tinky winky toy and he like picks it up and he's like, I recognise this animal from the bus. It's Tinky Winky or something. And he um, just, no, he just goes, Tinky Winky. Yeah, it's like he's just like, I know this. Um <laughs> And Lizzie's just like, oh, yeah, like Lizzie's clearly up to speed with everything. Um, And they tell her about her dad. And um, she then tells Darcy about the fact that they are they are destined to be married. She's like, I'm your wife. And he's like, I think I would know if I had gotten married to you. Um, She's it's really weird because she's like, we've been married for 200 years. And obviously Darcy's like, 
what? Why do people, what is it with people just saying shit, like, with no context and expecting Mr. Darcy to just be like, yeah, that's, I, that's totally fine. Also, at this point, Amanda explains how much she's fucked up the story, and she mentions that Charlotte's a missionary in Africa, and she, and then, um, Lizzie's, Lizzie's like, like, shit. Because that's what we said we'd do if life got unbearable. Yeah, like, basically, if we were so lonely, like, we could always go off to Africa, and, like, Lizzie's abandoned her. So, they're like, we got to go back through the door. Uh, they go to her house, Amanda's house, and she, she's like, right, Piranha we're going. turns up there as well, so Piranha. Oh, yeah, no, wait, because, sorry, before they get to the house, when they're outside the house that Lizzie Nanny's at, oh, yeah. Michael turn up, um, and obviously Michael's like, who the fuck is this? And Piranha's like, what the fuck is happening? And basically Darcy and Michael, Michael's basically like, he says the word ponce. Yeah, and he's just like, who the fuck are you? Like, you pathetic man. And then Darcy says some, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Darcy then says something clever and cutting. And um, and then they're, like, kind of squaring up to fight. And they're like, we have no time for this. When Michael goes to punch him, because he does go to punch him, Darcy just kind of ducks back a bit like the Matrix. Yeah. And then he's like, I only let my friends punch him call back to Bingley punch me in the face yeah <laughs> and then like, Michael tries several more times and Darcy's just like weaving away Amanda's just like I don't have time for this Mr Bennett is literally dying and as we speak so they finally go back to the door in Amanda's bathroom and they're all like she's like come on guys and Piranha's like uh I'm black I'm not going back to the 1800s no yeah, and I'm like, that's what they. they that's think. the right joke to have made. Yeah, oh, literally, that would have been what you had to say about it. Yeah, and then Michael is like, if you go through that door, I am done with you. Like, either way, like, you're going to have to pick one of us. And then Lizzie tries to open the door, but it keeps shutting. Well, it, it won't open. And then Amanda goes over and it does open. And then she tries to, like, usher. Lizzie through and it like shuts in her face and Lizzie's like no you have to go through it's quite funny though because the door won't open and she's like it bloody well will for Elizabeth Bennet and Fitzwilliam Darcy I'm like true yeah it should open for those two yeah (laughs) so then they get they go through and Lizzie goes and sees her dad and he thinks he's died but he hasn't she's there Darcy's going for a nap because Darcy's like I can't deal with this I'm going to sleep and then Lizzie goes and puts TCP on Mr Bennett's cut because she bought some through (laughs) and also Amanda goes to see Darcy sleeping and she kisses him while he's sleeping and then also he's holding something in his hand and she can't get it out somehow just a little piece of paper or something yeah he tightens his grip on it so clearly um, he's awake yeah mr bennett returns home and he kind of just he just makes a full recovery really due to the tcp yeah. and elizabeth bennett being home probably and darcy's like wakes up and he's like i've had some bad dreams i need to go back to pembley like he doesn't think that any of it's real yeah, um, this is how they explain that away. Amanda's like, Lizzie, go talk to him in the garden. Like, you need to, you need to start b- getting back on track. And Lizzie's like, I guess. So they they're like just walking around the garden, and, and Amanda's clearly coming to terms with the fact that like she can't be with Darcy. And then Jane comes to see Bingley, who's in the garden, 
and she picks like a rose and she's like every year we will each pick a dog rose and remember that we were once in love and then uh she kisses him and then they both cry yeah it's so sad then lady catherine turns up and knowing that Darcy's this is when things start getting really wild they're just packing in all of the kind of yeah they brought it all up knowing that Darcy's they're just dabbing things with tcp like it's gonna sort out a massive <laughs> Knowing that Darcy's in love with Amanda, basically Amanda's like referring to Jane and Collins like there's nothing we can do for them now. It is what it is. And Catherine's like, well, it's actually not that. Well, she, she comes to to tell Mrs. Bennett off. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, I can't remember why she's telling Mrs. Bennett. She kind of comes to just embarrass her about what happened with Lydia and everything. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's like the because the connections because uh, Jane's married to Mr. Collins, so she's just like you've fucked it, you've truly fucked it, haven't you? And Mrs. Bennet calls her a prig and a panda and a common bully, and she cheats at cards. And then Mr. Bennet, like lying on the sofa, is like tally ho, wife. <laughs> and then that is weird. And then Mr. Bennet's like, with your permission, I think I'll sleep in our bedroom again. And she's like, yes. Yeah, and then Jane lays into her as well. Jane has enough as well. She's actually just like, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> and then um, Lady Catherine storms out and Amanda's like high-fiving them both. <laughs> yeah. She's like, woo, go power. She so. goes to Lady Catherine and because Caf- Lady Catherine's like, I want to talk to you. And she's like, you just keep turning up. I've told you to go away. And you just won't go. Um, And then... Uh, Amanda's like, yeah, but J- like, I'm. Tr- I need to fix Jane and Mr. Collins and like M- Mr. Bingley. It just is all gone terribly wrong. Like, I think Amanda's like, it can't be changed. And Catherine's like, Lady Catherine's like, why? Like, tell me why I should change it. And she's like, you can't though. And she's like, uh, well, they'd never consummated their marriage, so I, you know, with the right connections it's just like with the right signatures we can make the marriage go away yeah we can annul it but she's like if i do this you must go away forever i never want to see you again that is the deal and she's like not even in my eye line (laughs) and um so amanda agrees because obviously amanda just thinks like this is the end so she's just like yeah let's do that then she goes and tells jane and jane is obviously hysterically crying because she's like oh my god you've taken my marriage away from me and everyone's gonna think that i can't even make my husband have sex with me (laughs) yeah and she's like oh then but also before that um lady catherine goes to darcy and she's like you stay away from the bennets my man like Stay the fuck away, my um, um, But yeah, so then, then she's talking to Jane, and Jane's like, "Yeah, no, no one will ever want me. I can't be with Bingley ever. Like, can't you see that?" And then Bingley comes around the corner, and is like, "Why not?" Yeah, little biggers. And he's like, "The minute that you get your marriage to Mr. Collins and Old, I will take you away to America. I'm so done with society. We can have loads of children and call them Amanda." Um, call every single one Amanda it's so cute I love them yeah he's just like I don't care it's literally that thing of him being like I just love you so much this is a way for us to be together I really like Bingley in this one I don't I've never been a fan of Bingley before but I actually like this Bingley yeah he's still like also it's quite I don't know a good portrayal of this because like his eyes ever since Jane has been 
married to Mr. Collins have it's been. It's just like up. the light has gone out of his eyes. He's yeah, like red. there's light. It's, be, it's like red around his eyes, like when you've just been crying, like the whole time. And it still is at this point. He's like yeah. so tired and sad still, but there's a little bit of hope in him now. He's like, yeah. but we can do it. We can run away to America. And Jane's like, oh, woo, let's do this. Lady Catherine and Caroline go to leave. And Caroline's like, what? Where's Mr. Darcy? Why isn't she coming? And um, Lady Catherine's like, no, we're going now. And then as she's... really, really rude to Caroline, doesn't she? Yeah, I can't remember why, but Caroline starts crying. And then Wickham winks at her and holds out a handkerchief for her to take as the carriage goes past him. And then... Um... Yeah, then Darcy's broken off the engagement to be with Lizzie, obviously, mm. to get the, the book back on track. And like, Lady Catherine's like, we're leaving now. Get a hold of yourself, you stupid girl, or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then Mr. Wickham like looks at Amanda and is like, "Gaiety, chase it, Miss Price, or something." Yeah, love Wickham. Um, yeah, more in this this adaptation. And then basically, Lizzie and Darcy kind of come back, and Lizzie talks to Amanda. She's like, "I don't kind of feel it, but I'll do my duty. I'll marry this man." And Amanda and Darcy's like, "Uh, yeah, like I." You once told me to mind my duty and I can see that this is it. I don't really understand why, but I'll, like, do it. Um, but they're both clearly not that into it. Um, but, she, like, does like, this is goodbye then, I guess. And Amanda goes back. Well, she gets to the door and then she finds the piece. He, I think he's snuck the piece of paper into her pocket or something. It's rolled in the, the like, latch of the door. He's, like, oh, rolled it up into a little scroll and he's put it in the latch. And it says, not one heartbeat do I forget. And you're like, oh! And then, and then next thing we know, she's running through the grounds of Pemberley to find Well, you, you actually cut to Lizzie talking to Mr. Bennett first. And she's well, like, would you, like, really mind if I went back to Hammersmith and, um, like, the modern Hammersmith, obviously. And um, Mr. Bennett's like, yeah, it would break your mother's heart. And she's like, well, I won't go then. And he's like, well, you've got a terrible choice to make then <laughs> because you will upset your mother if you do good Hammersmith and you'll uh, disappoint your father if you don't. So that's just, had to get that line in, obviously. And then yeah. Amanda's running to Darcy. And they kind of declare their love and smooch. But um, yeah, so that's that was the end of that wild, that wild journey. <sighs> Such a wild ride. I'm really excited about the star fans for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is Lady Catherine de Berg like that? Don't you know it's because she's a Virgo? Why is Mr. Darcy a twat, my friend? Can't you see it's because he's a Capricorn? Astrology Corner. We were going to do it so that you tell me what you think and then I'll tell you why. Oh, yes. Let me get a list of, I mean, I don't know who you've done for what. So, Okay. Ooh, okay, so only some of them I had some for, but I'm going to just guess for every single one now on the fly. Okay. Um, well, I haven't done every single one, but well, not every single character. But um, uh, Amanda, mm, I can't remember who I thought. I think Amanda is an Aquarius, but she's so bullshit. She says I might maybe an Aries. I think she's an Aries. Ding ding! Correct. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do like a quiz. 
Aries slash Taurus I've put here because I like I also base the Taurus I think she's a Taurus moon but she's like an Aries sun because she is very like fiery and kind of strong willed but then she also like at the very beginning when she's just like I just want to be at home with my Pride and Prejudice book in my dressing gown and my glass of wine she just loves she like and also she's incredibly stubborn so it's that kind of um Taurus energy that she's bringing. Talking about this, I thought Darcy was a Taurus. No, I think he's a Scorpio. He's got Scorpio vibes. He's got a bit more of a, a, a sting. The thing about this Darcy, and maybe this is why I didn't like him as much, is that he just isn't very socially awkward. Like, he's yeah. not... He's kind of in command of, like, himself at all times. Like, you don't really get... I mean, there there is a little bit where he's like Amanda comes to Pembley and he feels a bit awkward. But like other than that, you don't ever sort of see him not have anything to say. Like he's never without words. And I just think also like he's he's quite um, spiky at times. And like he'll, I mean, telling Amanda that she repulses him. It's just like that. That was a that was a dark moment, and <laughs> he was so mean at that point. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, I think, and also, like, I think he's always, he's always trying to, like, see what, like, people's intentions are, like, whether there's, like, scheming and stuff, so, like, he's, like, when Amanda was, like, no, Mr. Darcy's already asked me, and he's, like, well, she's clearly got some kind of agenda going on. Yeah. Mr. Bingley, I thought was a Pisces. Ding, ding, ding. I was, like, that man has Pisces written all over him. (laughs) Pisces, big Pisces energy. He does. He's so sad. And so romantic. And easily swept up and easily, yeah. like, got lost in addiction. Very Pisces. Yeah, very dramatic, romantic lives. The Pisces. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually just going down the list of characters in the order that they've written them here. So I don't know if you'll have this next one. But Mrs. Bennet. Yep. Oh, I'm excited. I really wanted you to do Mrs. Bennet. <laughs> She's a ball. Well, let me see if I can do it. Okay, uh, she is a bit of a ball breaker, and deter- I think she might be a Capricorn. Cancer. Okay, I see that. I the see opposite that. sign to Capricorn as well. That's hilarious. I kind of was going like she's a ball breaker and she's quite practical, but also I suppose she is quite emotion led. Because the thing about Cancer is like it's emotional and like nurturing energy but also can be like very spiky so like when she's provoked she's like she gets her little crab claws out and she's like snip snip motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but like with Capricorn it's kind of the other way around where they like uh they have this very kind of steely exterior but then like there is a very practical and helpful side to a Capricorn Mm. yeah yes um Mr Bennett okay so I haven't Thought Come on, if you just think about it for even two seconds. I'm Okay, I'm going to go with what I initially thought then and say Virgo, but you might shoot me down. Aquarius. Oh, of course he is. Oh, of course I he's an Aquarius. So different as well. I just kind of was like panicking, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bennett is, he. he's weird, he's funny. He's the weirdest, he's the most Aquarius Aquarius of all Aquariuses. <laughs> yeah. Um Jane Bennett. Oh mm-hmm. Janie, Janie, Janie. I'm gonna say Pisces again. Virgo. I'm doing badly at this. 
Not uh, in that badly, considering you don't know anything about astrology. No, I'm going on gut feelings. <laughs> and yeah, see, I thought Pisces, because she can be a bit, she's very similar to Bingley, basically. That's but she's actually in this one, I thought, because I'm doing it based on the characters in this yeah. one. Like, when Amanda comes to stay with them, she, like, does her hair and she, like, lends her clothes and she just, like, she's very caring and service-oriented. And, like, she's, like, when she agrees to marry Mr. Collins so that um, Mrs. Bennett won't be left homeless. Like, she's very, she does things for others all the time. and But she's quite grounded in a lot of ways. Like, she's quite, she... She knows what she has to do. She has a sense of duty. Yeah, she's quite pragmatic and things. Yeah. Um. So George Wickham, I thought was maybe a Virgo. Nah, mate. Sagittarius. Yeah, I see that, but he does a lot of things to help other people and for the greater good. Yeah, but I think that's also like the 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 thing about Wickham is it's always in kind of search of uh more entertainment or like just a like to see how things are going to turn out and that's the thing with Sagittarius is like they just want this like they love to a good story to tell see I quite like that as well I do like doing things because I'm just like let's just see how this turns out yeah and that's I think that's why he's a Sagittarius Elizabeth Bennett she is I think an Aries slash Aquarius okay yeah I I mean, she's got the classic Elizabeth Bennet vibes, because that's what kind of... Well, that's Aquarius. Yeah, yeah, which is the Aquarius. And I suppose the Aries is her just deciding to fucking live in Hammersmith. Well, that's the thing, because she's very... She just totally abandons Amanda and is like, right, well, I'm going to live my best life now. Uh, Have fun. Yeah, and also she just leaves her family and stuff. It's just very... Yeah, she's just like, this is my destiny. I'm going to become a nanny in Hammersmith. And I'm going to do what I want to do. Mr. Colin. He's also an Aquarius. Yeah, I see that. Because he's just weird. He's an oddball. He just doesn't fit in. Everyone's just like... He's just There's just a bit of an alien vibe to him, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. So we actually asked on our Instagram if you could fall into any of Jane Austen's books. Um, Austen, Austen style. What would you fall into? Because we kind of d- we're discussing it amongst ourselves, and I think I would be cliche and say Pride and Prejudice. I think. Boo. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking about like not, and I just was like, I did, I did think about it, and like, I don't want to be Catherine Morland. I don't want to be Anne Elliot. You don't have to be Catherine Morland, though. Like, you don't no, have to take the lead. Take. If I was going to be in a universe, I don't want to be in Northanger Abbey. I certainly don't want to be in Persuasion. And I definitely don't want to be in Mansfield Park. Oh, God. And I suppose the thing about Elizabeth Bennet, nothing really bad happens to Not her. Emma? Not interested in Emma? No, I don't relate to Emma in the way that you do. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't relate to it in any way whatsoever. But, like, I like it. But yeah. I just, if anything, I mean, I suppose it could be Mr. Knightley and Emma, but... <laughs> you could get with Emma. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think it would be... I I basically... I was kind of putting myself in, like, what 
leading man would I want to get with the most? That's kind of the way I did this. And I was like, I would want to get with Darcy. Yeah, I just feel like I was just, he takes himself way too seriously. Yeah, I do kind of like a funny guy, which is more Mr. Knightley. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I settled on Pride and Prejudice, and I've assumed you've settled on Emma. (gasps) Well, see, I'm I'm in two minds about this, actually, because, like, the obvious thing that people would imagine me to say is Emma, because I am Emma. Um, and so obviously I need my Mr. Knightley to, you know, make me complete. But um, <laughs> but then also I really love Henry Tilney as a character. I really fancy him. I think he's great. He's just really funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He's just a nice man. Yeah, you did like. Also, you imagining him as JJ Field. Yeah, I also love JJ Field. So mm. if he's being played by JJ Field, then that would be great. Um, so I don't know. I think like, but then I, I'm not a Catherine Mullen type, like by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know if he would actually like me or not. Um, no, and I was actually quite surprised by the replies we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what people have said is. Um, Alison said Northanger Abbey to go to dance with and go for walks with Henry, Henry Tilney, which I, I relate because I oh, because what I can see is classic drinks underscore modern girl. Yeah, that's that's her username, but her name is Alison. We shout out to that Instagram. Yeah, Ellie has said definitely P and P, so I can hit Mr. Wickham over the head with Lydia's bonnet. Very specific. Very I like lovely. it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Also, I think because you've said that, you now need to watch this adaptation. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then Livy says Mansfield Park for Henry Crawford, which I love. And she's got a little uh, smirk emoji there. Yeah, so Livy Thompson, 48. And I, yes, you know what? I forgot about Henry Crawford. When he is a like, bit of a boy. When I wrote out Mansfield Park, I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to be in Mansfield Park, but I forgot about the Crawfords. I do like Henry, but I don't know if I could like deal with him because I I just need a man who's going to be loyal. You do. You need a stable. I need to know. I have insecure attachment style, and I need to know that Henry is not going to cheat on me. Yeah, and I don't think you could get that with Mister Darcy either. Probably Bingley, maybe. Yeah, no, but I think Henry Tilney. Yeah, Henry Tilney is definitely much more. And so would Mister Knightley as well. So that was fun. Um, if you want to give us your opinions about this or anything else, you can find us on Instagram at Austin underscore translation underscore pod. We're not going to forget to rate it. This is the song that we play when we remember to rate the adaptation. No, no. This is the song that we play when we remember to do the thing. No, no. <laughs> I mean, the more I talk about it, the more I enjoy these things. I mean, it was chaotic. There were there were plot holes. It was a bit off pieced at points. Yeah. Uh, six, seven, seven. Oof. Wow. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. Maybe six point five. <laughs> six point five. Yeah. It was. It was. It's, I'm not going to be in a hurry to watch it again. No. I could watch Emma 2009 tomorrow. And we watched that fairly recently. I like trying to think of miniseries. Or like, yeah, I could watch some of these films that we've already watched tomorrow. And Yeah, I was not- thinking about how I'd quite like to watch Northanger Abbey again. Yeah, like there's some films that um, 
I could easily watch again quite quickly, but I think it'll be another 10 years. Yeah, it's a once in a lifetime thing. So 6.5 and a 6. That's all from us for now. We'll be back next week discussing Ruby in Paradise 1993, a modern adaptation of Sense and Sensibility. Please review us five stars if your app allows and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch, please email us at austintranslationpod at gmail.com or austin underscore translation underscore pod on Instagram. We bid you adieu.